Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here at 444 Football. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, joined by you today for the Week 7 Waiver Wire Preview. As always, the Waiver Wire can be found on 444.com Monday afternoon and continues to be swept all the way through Wednesday evening since I know your waivers are pertinent until that time. And remember to jump in. Since we're just a little over 33% of the way through the season, all you have to do is use the promo code YouTube to receive 25% off for your sub today. And that includes access to Paulson's rankings, projections, and the rest of our work over at the site. And when you go to the site today, you will see the cover image and the number one pickup for week seven waiver wires and Zach Evans. Because as it stands right now, Kyron Williams is not expected to play in week seven due to his ankle injury and backup Ronnie Rivers, who we had been stashing as a contingency option to this time, will reportedly be out four to five weeks. So Zach Evans is all that's left for this Rams backfield in the short term. And worst case scenario, we may be getting him as an elite contingency option if Williams returns after one game. The good news is Sean McFay, since week two, has leaned on one player. That one player to this point being Kyron Williams, but just one player for at least 71% of the team's backfield touches in every game. So we want that player who's going to start at that position every single week. Evans himself was also a good prospect. An 87 percentile athlete and five-star recruit in 2020, when he initially signed with Georgia before requesting out and going to TCU before leaving for Ole Miss in his final year. I do actually question his long-term ceiling in this offense if Kyron Williams were to miss unexpectedly an extended period, given that we've seen this target tree whittle down in the last two games of Cooper Cup. The Rams running backs included have been targeted at a league low five and a half percent rate with cup the past two games because no one sees the ball besides him and Puka Nakua. But if we're expecting one player to get every single touch, he needs to be our priority. And that priority is Evans. The next man up for me is Craig Reynolds because David Montgomery is also expected to miss a few games and likely be out through the team's week nine bye. Not only that, but Zonovan Knight was put on season-ending injured reserve with his shoulder injury last week. And Dan Campbell has said that Jameer Gibbs is at the very least, quote, trending in the right way. So pending Gibbs' status, Craig Reynolds could stumble into this every down opportunity and a terrific spot against this Ravens defense that has allowed the eighth highest rate of 10-yard runs. And in week eight before their bye, if Gibbs surprisingly still hasn't returned, a Raiders front seven that has allowed six different running backs to reach 11 PPR points on the season. If Gibbs were to return, it's news we need to monitor throughout the week because we've already seen Reynolds and Gibbs together. And in that game, their lone game without Montgomery this year, it was Reynolds who handled 72% of the team's backfield touches Reynolds only saw four touches, which was 16% of that share. If Gibbs is at full strength and Campbell tells us as much, we should be pivoting off of Reynolds. But it's something we won't know until we have more news on him. And finally, among the running backs, 
This is where I would slide the 49ers duo between Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell. There are a lot of moving pieces with the 49ers right now since even the 49ers apparently, per Adam Schefter, quote, don't know right now if Christian McCaffrey is going to miss one, two, or any games at all after he suffered ribs and oblique injuries against the Browns. To complicate matters even further, remember, Elijah Mitchell averaged 10.3 carries in the only six games he finished with McCaffrey last year. But whenever McCaffrey was injured against Cleveland on Sunday, Jordan Mason outtouched Mitchell 4-1, to one, including handling the team's only, only running back carry inside the 10-yard line. Also, these last two games with Elijah Mitchell out with a knee injury, it was actually Mason who averaged 6.4 yards per carry on 15 carries behind McCaffrey. He's been really good, and maybe that won the favor of Shanahan in that time. But when Shanahan spoke Monday, he said that Mitchell, quote, has earned a ton with the team, given his good play with when healthy, and then followed that up by saying, that Mason, they can't discount how well he's been running. What I think ultimately happens with the 49ers bye week in week nine is that we're going to be spending fab on a committee, on two players splitting time until McCaffrey returns. And I expect him to return after their bye in week 10 at full strength. The worst case scenario would be if McCaffrey plays through his injury, since the team doesn't know how he's going to handle it just yet, is limited, and then it becomes a three-way split. Because then, only the people who roster McCaffrey really win in that situation. But right now, if forced to choose one, I'm choosing Mason. And then Mitchell, though I do think it's going to be a split, which is why I would prefer Evans, who is not in a split, and then Craig Reynolds on the off chance that Gibbs either doesn't play or is limited. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. PrizePix is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, PrizePix is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their prize pick stat projection. It's that easy. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. Prize picks even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with all your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together with more Devonta Smith receiving yards or less Justin Fields rushing yards. Now... You can. Just go to prizepicks.com slash accurate and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. Prize picks, 
Daily fantasy sports made easy. Also remember what I just said about these running back situations. Zach Evans, at best, two games starting without Kyron Williams. Craig Reynolds, at best, one game starting without Jameer Gibbs. And then the 49ers running backs may not even get a start to themselves. So if you don't need a running back anyways, and you're looking beyond week nine, I skip those players altogether, and I go to Jackson Smith and Jigba. And maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba is not available in your league. And I understand that his 13.5% target share for four catches and 48 receiving yards was not all that impressive on the surface. But provided the context, we saw the Seahawks on Sunday against the Bengals return from their bye and pass from three wide receiver sets on 77% of their plays, the 12th highest rate in the league. Whereas through week four, before their bye, they were only passing from three wide sets on 66% of their plays, 25th in the league. Smith and Jigba couldn't get on the field, not only because of his wrist surgery, but because they weren't playing from three wide sets. And suddenly out of their bye, we saw that trend change, pitting him on the field for a season high, 78% route participation. If that's how the Seahawks are going to play offense moving forward, whether it's short-term this week against this miserable Cardinals secondary or the rest of the season, JSN is the player we should be prioritizing over those running backs, given his longevity and usability in the fantasy playoffs. And if JSN is not available on your roster because he wasn't dropped by your league mate over Seattle's bye, Rasheed Rice is a comparable gift to substitute for him. Because through week five, Rice had run a route on only 31% of Kansas City's dropbacks. But Justin Watson's multi-week elbow injury opened the door for Rice to run a route on a season-high 52% of dropbacks. And now we've seen, even as a part-time player, Rice has outscored the rest of Kansas City's wide receivers in five of six games. With Watson expected to be out for the foreseeable future, Rice is very clearly a wide receiver three or four we can have confidence in for the rest of the season. And before we get out of here, some deep cuts. Because right after the show aired last week, the Packers played the Raiders. And it was Raiders tight end Michael Mayer who ran more routes than Austin Hooper for the first time all year. I wrote about it in last week's column since it's updated after the Monday night game. And that trend continued this past week against the Patriots with Mayer running a route on a season-high 67% of the team's dropbacks for a 19.3% target share. And that's his profile. Producing is all Mayer has done throughout his career, averaging a class-high five catches, 58 receiving yards, and in his final year at Notre Dame, 17 contested catches. When asking yourself right now, if you can afford to roster Mayer, just think about the player you may be stashing. Zach Ertz is coming off a season-low route rate against the Rams, in which he only ran two more routes in a sudden timeshare with Trey McBride. Tyler Higby has averaged just three targets in two games with Cooper Cup back in the mix because, again, it's only Cup and Puka seeing targets in that offense now. And David Njoku hasn't reached more than five catches 
in any game that he hasn't played with Dorian Thompson Robinson. These are not guys we should be starting weekly. We should be shuffling them. And Michael Mayer is the better rest of season option than those three in particular moving forward. Jalen Hyatt is also an interesting flex play this week because if you couldn't make it through that game last night, I don't blame you. But what we saw was New York's offense shake up everything entirely. Paris Campbell and Sterling Shepard didn't run a single route, and Isaiah Hodgins was scaled back for only 11. Instead, it was Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, and Wandell Robinson in on three wide sets with all running a route on at least 73% of the team's dropbacks. And in a week where we're desperate for help off the waiver wire with six teams on by, that's important to note because here comes this commander's defense that has not only allowed six different wide receivers to reach 19 PPR points against them, but they've also allowed the eighth most yards per attempt to the air. It's honestly a situation where even Tyra Taylor can get one, if not two of these receivers there for us, given how leaky the commander's defense has been. So I don't mind picking all of them up in deep 12, 14 team leagues and just crossing your fingers, they get there since all you're doing is padding for your bye weeks. And finally, I thought Taysom Hill had been removed from our lives because to this point of the season, the most routes he had run in any game was 18. Just wasn't part of the Saints game plan. But that wasn't the case on Sunday as he ran a route on a season-high 65% of the team's dropbacks primarily in three wide sets, 13 snaps as the team's tight end over Foster Moreau and 25 from the slot. And suddenly on a short turnaround on Thursday night, here comes this Jaguars defense that has not only permitted the fifth most receiving yards per game to opposing tight ends, but the ninth most fantasy points per game too. If you're desperate and needing help out there for your tight end slot, I think Taysom Hill is viable enough to yet again go back to the well. Remember, we'll be back on Thursday for our preview show. Myself and John Paulson, 2 p.m. Eastern, live on the 44 YouTube channel. And the waiver wire column will be updated to that point of the week. Until then, good luck. And remember, be a little bit kind of what you want. We'll see you next time.